The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. We're in the end game now. Hello, good evening and welcome to the film and TV show with me, Richard and Alex. Hello. Hello. Uh, we've been away for Ages. Uh, five weeks now, I believe it's been five weeks. Too long. Uh, it has been too long with uh, bank holidays and everything else. It's kind of just been a little bit um, kind of hit and miss. But uh, we've gone for a couple, we've gone for a milestone, two years mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of the show, which is great. Two years of, uh, of quality content. <laughs> Well, when we're not uh, like taking a break. Yeah, when we're not taking a break, obviously. Um, so from the beginning, as you probably could have t- uh, been, could have seen and heard that, guessed. Uh, and guessed, that we're <laughs> going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Um, and uh, yeah, this isn't going to be your run-of-the-mill just talking about it. We are going to be spoilering it. So uh, just for all of you out there... There you go. So that is your fair warning. Anything from now is uh, fully spoilery. All right. Okay. So um, let's just go straight into it because uh, there's so much to dissect from it. So um, main talking points from from the film. Um, it's. <laughs> Are we just going to spoil everything right now? No. Tony dead. Cap old. <laughs> yeah. Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah. Fat Thor. Jeez. Um, yeah. Let, let's let, let's start at the beginning when uh, at the beginning of the film. So let's kind of just walk through the film. Yeah. Um, first of all, how did you feel when you when you left the, the, the cinema? When I left when you when, left when the I cinema? sat down and started because it started when it started. I was. Uh, I was surprised at how much Hawkeye's family disappearing actually impacted me. Like, yeah, it was proper feels, wasn't it? Yeah, you can imagine the sort of terror that would strike any parent when, like, you turn around and your kid's gone, and then you turn around and your whole family's gone. But it was like ninety seconds into the film. It literally starts off from the snap, from other people's perspective. So you've got. Um, let's say you've got Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and it's literally his wife and his kids. Yeah, just gone in an instant. Like yeah, yeah in an instant, just gone. Like four family members disappeared, mm-hmm. and you can literally see the panic in his eyes. Yep, yeah. that's really good acting by Jeremy Renner. Yeah, oh, phenomenal. He, um, he does a fantastic job in this movie. Like above uh any sort of hawkeye role in the past um you sort of saw a little bit of a glimpse of that in uh civil war yeah when he's helping out wanda uh with her issues about being a danger to everyone but uh yeah this really takes a stance to his sort of story and his uh what he does so um yeah yeah and i have to admit even though we've seen it in the trailer when you see him as full ronin 
Yeah. It's, it is it is pretty epic. And it's, it's edgy as hell. It's very edgy, very, very <laughs> edgy. And it's, it's very, very dark. The setting around it being in Tokyo was very, very I would, apt. I would actually like to see a whole movie about Ronin. Yeah. Uh, just doing his thing. Like, maybe set what, during the snap, you know? Like how he Between becomes, the, yeah, yeah. The difference from because there's a hell of a jump, and it's five years. It's a long time, and yeah. and that's where where the problem is. Is that you've got it kind of goes from there to five years later. Yeah, and you see the decimated population. Mm. You see uh, how how much it's really hit people, and it is very much doom and gloom. Very much a doom and gloom type yeah. setting when. When it kicks in, and you kind of see, um, you kind of see how quiet the world is. That's the one thing that I, I I noticed was everything was very quiet. Yeah, the city wasn't lit up. Um, no. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's weird to think of a global sort of disaster on that scale that would literally affect pretty much everyone in the world. Yeah, and you know that counselling group that could be happening like everywhere. Because, you know, everyone would need that sort of counselling and uh, to get over, like, losing loved ones like Hawkeye. And, uh... Yeah. I mean, my, my issue was it looked too quiet. No, well... Uh, I mean, I know that half of the population had gone, so, like, three billion people had vanished, but it still would have been... I still would have mm. anticipated that life would have still moved on. You can't tell me that within five years... People haven't gone about their daily lives, and that's the one thing that I didn't really grasp, and I couldn't understand is why it seemed so desolate. Because I think it's... there's a slight difference in, uh, although we were shown scenes where there wasn't a lot going on in terms of the outer world, uh, I don't think it was as desolate as maybe it came across yeah no i don't think it would have been either crime syndicates going that ronin was attacking yeah there's uh i think it was just a case of probably if half of the world's population were randomly cut out there would be large chunks of you know uh people that ran energy facilities uh people that you know uh helped the government and ran the government and places would probably start to shut down yeah, because if you don't have power going to a city, what's the point in living in the city anymore? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just it, it come across as too desolate. I think they mm. were trying to make it too doom and gloom, um, but literally it got me right in the feel straight from the off. When mm. when I left the cinema, uh, and I, I texted you, didn't yeah. I? And I just said yeah. I am not okay, um, and and I wasn't. I was an absolute blubbering wreck. Um, I I wasn't prepared for for what was to come and i think 99% of the cinema were in agreement uh, i mean the the three people next to me were in absolute floods of tears it was ridiculous there was a big old burly man when i was walking out he was literally wiping tears from his eyes it was yeah it, it i mean we'll get to the reasons why not just because of what has happened but i think the symbol the symbolic ending as such well let's let's talk about the main thing that i think caused a lot of people to be upset which which we should come to because it is one of the biggest spoilers and uh it is tony stark yeah definitely. yeah um right. uh yeah tony stark sacrificing himself yes. and i think you said it you said it brilliantly yeah. last night 
um, uh, yeah, where it's just like a man that's lived so selfishly all of his life, uh, well, most of his life up until he became Iron Man, uh, who struggled with the sacrifice play that uh, Steve Rogers kept bringing up at multiple points to him, saying that you're not the type of guy that will lay down on the grenade and let others uh, walk over you. Um, and it turns out that he is that guy all along. He has been that guy, and uh, he proved it by... Uh, laying down on the ultimate grenade to take down the strongest villain that's ever been in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and we will get to Thanos um, and Josh Brolin's portrayal because it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, Tony Stark literally giving himself to uh, to defeat Thanos yeah. and and his armies, and that battle scene was was epic yes. in the last third. Um, was absolutely fantastic, but it's just the I am Thanos. I am uh, inevitable. Inevitable, and he and clicks like, his, and I it's am like Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Yeah, and it's just like click done. Yeah, and yeah, but it it wasn't that bit that got me. It was the bit where Peter Parker runs up to him, and it's a role reversal yeah. from Infinity War, mm-hmm. except when he it's, came back. Yeah, except it's it's Peter who is in RDJ's in Iron Man's position, and it's vice versa. Um, and just the the emotion of of that scene. I mean, it's not like he does the usual, you know, closes his eyes, slips off. He literally just stops, eyes open. He's gone. Gone. Like there's no. Um, it it wasn't a, a nice way and to go. It's um, uh, another scene that really got to me uh, at the funeral with uh, his daughter and Happy Hogan. Yeah, I mean, she's like, "Uh, what do you want? Like cheeseburgers. It's like your dad was a fan of cheeseburgers too. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Yeah, it was nice to see Happy back. What I really enjoyed was actually seeing everybody there. Everyone, everyone was there, Um, and that was. That was powerful in itself because of the respect that Iron Man and Tony Stark had earned, mm. um, and the earlier, um, uh, what's the word? the earlier um, bumping into it with his dad, mm. I thought was very poignant. That yeah. he'd always thought of his dad as being a hard taskmaster, when really he was just a terrified man who was hoping he was doing the right thing. And yeah, I I thought that that little moment that they had mm. was was very touching and very quite poignant considering the relationship you can obviously tell that Tony has with his daughter. Yeah. That's a very, very, very strong bond he clearly has with his daughter. Yeah. Um, and doesn't hide the fact that he was Iron Man because she finds the present that he's making for, for Pepper. Yeah. Which, it, again, the irony of him saying, well, your mother never... Never uses anything I get her anyway, and at the end she's she's using using it. Yeah, it's Um, that and the whole fact that Tony has never really been one to hide his identity. Yeah, it's always been a case of he's both Tony Stark and Iron Man, and everyone knows. Yeah, uh, to you know, benefit or boon. Yeah, well, not boon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was. um, I I did find it quite. uh, What's the word? self-serving that he had the he was literally sort of narrating his own wake as such uh whereas him sitting on the chair using a message he'd pre-done yeah <laughs> um 
before oh. before everything, uh, which was I, I thought was quite funny. Um, uh, and the nice little touch where he's like, "I love you, three thousand. Yeah, that's uh, going to be so quoted now. Do you know what? That's the sort of stuff I say to my kids now. Yeah. You know, I I always say to my both my boys, "I love you, Infinity." Yeah, like it's all, just a parent thing to do. It is, and you know what? That really like that bit there when he said, when he just looks at her, even though it's a recording, mm. and says, "I love you, three thousand, That literally stuck me right in the back of the throat. Yeah. Um, and the the whole feeling around Tony Stark dying was more of being able to relate to, you know, he was a parent, he's had to make this sacrifice. And the little look that he has with Doctor Strange where, you know, Strange Points holds up, up the one finger. Yeah. And there's like, this is the only chance that we're going to get. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that was uh, completely gut wrenching. Um, more, more for the fact that I was witnessing uh, a character that I'd spent the last twelve years investing in. Yeah, over twenty-two films. Obviously, he's not in all twenty-two films, but you have pets shorter sometimes than you've had a relationship with Iron Man on yeah. film, which is insane to think about. Yeah, oh, without question of a doubt. and Understandably, not as much time in terms of actual time. No. But uh, at the same point, he's been in our lives continually yeah. for what is 12 years now. Yeah. And now, no longer. Now, no longer. And, and you know, it was it was a fitting end to, uh, to a character. Mm. Like you say, it was the selfish man giving selfishly. Whereas on the flip side... Captain America was always the selfless man who then utilised um, an element to be selfish. Um, that for, element... For his own... Like, for his own... Well, yeah, for he'd himself. Fought, he'd finally fought his last sort of battle. I think he knew yeah. uh, once Tony was gone, that was him also done. Yeah. Uh, and he could finally take a little piece of happiness for himself, considering yeah. the amount that he had sacrificed up until that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And uh, what we're talking about here is um, we're talking time travel. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> we're talking time we're travel. We're talking time travel. And that, Scott. That is how they go about um, defeating Thanos in the end, is yeah. utilising the quantum realm, the quantum tunnel, effectively, mm-hmm. uh, and being able to navigate it. And with that, uh, we, we'll get into it. But um, but Captain America gets to sp- to get that dance with Peggy and gets to live out a life with Perfect. Peggy yeah. before um, before handing over his shield erroneously to Sam. Erroneously, erroneously. I think it should have gone to yeah, erroneously. It should have gone to Bucky. Yeah, because I I agree with you. And here's why: Does Falcon? use the shield with his wings out or does he give up the wings for the shield yeah and to be fair he's a he's a background character and he's for lack of a better word and this is this is no insult to anthony mackie or anything but he is like you say he's a background character he's a secondary character yeah uh he's cool i i, I enjoy falcon yeah, yeah. um but they have this is the one thing that's bugged me. Like, everything else has set up perfectly and paid off in this movie, apart from the fact that 
they have set up Bucky from the beginning as picking up the shield, using the shield at multiple times within different movies, only to turn around and him just go, yeah, you go. You yeah, go. yeah. Whereas, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, and somebody will do, I'm sure, Bucky gets the shield before Falcon. Oh, in uh, the canonically, comics. yes. Yeah, Bucky gets to be Captain America yeah. before Sam does before Falcon does. Sam Wilson's only recently become Captain uh, Captain America. I was yeah. going to call him Captain Falcon. Uh, that's someone yeah, completely no. different. Um, but yeah, uh, that was it. Was a minor gripe for me because yeah, I I mean I sat and I was like, hell no! It should literally go to Bucky. Mm. I did feel like there should have been a scene between Bucky saying goodbye as well because they've yeah. been best friends since they were little. Yeah, there was yeah, that was kind of skirted over. That was a bit um I guess no words needed to be said or something similar. To yeah, that but that's yeah. It's a I bit mean, of a cop out. It is a bit of a cop out. Um so yeah, so they they are the two probably most um emotionally charged. Mm. I think that's not to say the others aren't, and we will get to them. But we're going to flip back to the to the beginning now. So we've kind of gone through the, the two biggest spoilers: Tony Stark dying, mm-hmm. and Captain America growing old with Peggy, getting married, yeah. um, and you know Definitely living right. his life that Tony always wanted him to live. Yeah. Um, so we're going to flip back to uh, the doom and gloom, and it really was doom and gloom. And you've got. What appears to be the last standing of the Avengers. So you've got uh, Black Widow, who is manning Avengers HQ, mm. and she has got um, a uh, a very nonchalant looking Carol Danvers. She has the hmm. um, oh, uh, that's a surprise. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, she's got Sam Wilson. She's got um, Rocket and. Um, Nebula. Is it Nebula? Rocket and Nebula? Rocket, Nebula. Uh, it was Rhodey. And uh, Rhodey and uh, the, uh, uh, the... The woman the from... The woman from Black Panther. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember her I, name. No, I honestly can't either, but... Um, but yeah, the bodyguard. And, yeah, and it's basically them doing what they can to keep fighting crime. Um, Captain America comes in, tries to make a joke, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to uh, to a van in a room hmm. with a rat, which then turns on... Splinter, you mean? Because that rat saved the planet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much Splinter. So um, the rat walks across a dashboard, flicks uh, a switch, and out pops uh, Ant-Man, yeah. who has been stuck in the quantum realm for five years. Mm. Although, as he later says, it was only five hours for him. Yeah. So uh, his 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 daughter Cassie is obviously now a teenager. Well, not obviously because he doesn't realise that. Panics and goes to the uh, memorial site and, and sees that he's actually dead. Yeah. Uh, well, he's part of <laughs> the vanished. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he goes to find his daughter uh, and his ex-wife, and it's just his daughter left. Who who we see, we don't really see anyone else. And she's she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, it cuts back to. Um, Captain America and Black Widow, and he's banging on the door, ringing the doorbell, which is what we see in um, one of the one of the clips, one of the early yeah, one clips, of the trailers. one of the early is trailers. The, when was this recorded? It's it's the, live. This is live, and that's when they start to go through, and he starts to. It's like he's on crack. 
it, it's yeah. like he's um, he's very erratic, very sort of. My main gripe, and this has always been my main gripe uh, with Ant Man in general, is he's a very tech based hero. Yeah, uh, extremely. He's he's even more scientific technically than Tony Stark with his pin particles. Yeah, because that's uh, increasing and decreasing mass. Um, and in the comics, it's Hank Pym, who is Ant-Man. Yep. Uh, and Scott Lang is at later points, but Hank Pym is, he's the original uh, Ant-Man. And um, yeah, to have a storyline uh, hinge its its entire story on a theory crafted by someone who's not actually that techie that has tech. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It, that was the only thing I was like, that's like me trying to create a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Like, I have no idea where to start other than to say it needs a, a clock and it needs some yeah, it, uh, uranium. Needs some uranium or whatever, yeah. It's, it, it was, and, and, and I found that very, very strange. Um, they then obviously go to um, to see Tony. Tony's not interested. He says, "Look, I'm, you know, this isn't going to work." Bloody, bloody, blah. Hmm. Okay, and, and that was a bit like uh, that scene. I know it's to save time. Yeah, but where he's like, "Oh, actually, I solved it." It's like yeah, okay. literally, he solves it in seconds. When really it would have taken ages he looks quite astounded falling back in his chair when he realizes that he's cracked how to uh, how to drive through the quantum realm and navigate its way back in time (laughs) it's so mental which is very mental to think Um, that tony stark if he just applied his mind could pretty much solve literally anything yeah yeah um and uh so they, they fail with tony initially so they go and see uh bruce banner who has amalgamated himself and the Hulk. This is, yeah. Which, again, I don't get. It's basically Bruce Banner, but 10 foot tall and green. Because he looks the same, he talks the same, he's just big and green. He's kind of meshed together both of his personas. And I can't take it seriously. Whenever I see it, it's it's very strange. And and it's also um, more adamant, uh, well, more evident even, when... They go back in time to the first Avengers, yeah. and they're like, you know, smash some things up, and he's like, it's very lazy with it, very... Well, it's, it's not lazy, it's just he's not that He's not that, that Hulk anymore, and yeah, it was. Uh, it just seemed very... It was It was a joke. It, it was a joke yeah. that probably wasn't that funny, but it's, it's there just to sort of make you smile. Um, yeah. My issue is that the only reason they had that, and again, this is spoilers territory, the only reason they amalgamated the smart uh, Bruce Banner with the Hulk is they needed the Hulk to snap the people back, and Hulk probably wouldn't have known or wanted to do. to do it. Yeah. So they had to combine it. But at the same time, my other gripe, which I told you about, is that we could have had a smart Hulk versus Thanos rematch Yes. where he could have used maybe, I don't know, you could say... Uh, during his time and for five years he's been studying jujitsu or you know judo or something whatever yeah he's not just a big green thing that can smash shit up he can actually like think in a fight that would have been really interesting because because we saw dumb hulk fight thanos and he hulk gets his ass beat yeah yeah um 
But there's so, no. Yeah, but it's then kind of a waste. But then you you have for the rest of the Civil War, Hulk not wanting to come out, but now he's fully out. He's fully out, and it's like it was kind of like I don't know. Maybe they planned a bit of a story. Well, and they cut it for time where it was him getting Hulk back. Yeah, possibly. But it did feel like there was a lot missing from there. Again, and we kind of it needed a movie. Yeah, to, to explain it, or even fifteen minutes. Yeah, like to a, talk through it. But if it was another sort of joint movie between Thor yeah. and Bruce Banner, and they went, you know, on an adventure, yeah, and so, he got his, his mojo back. Yeah, exactly. And 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 we should have been able to see it, but we kind of, as as the audience, you're kind of enthralled in everything that's going on anyway. Yeah. You don't get time to process it. Um, Especially because so, he said apparently it only took him 18 months as well of concentrating. Of concentrating, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> out, out of five years. So, um, so yeah, so so you then got everyone back at um, back at HQ and then Tony Stark turns up. Oh, I fixed it. I can sort it out. Rah, rah, rah. Him and Cap sort of make up. They do. Sort of. It's, a, it's not the most um, obvious of nods to each other but it's it, it you can see that there's respect there and and that they're beginning to build the bridges that were were sort of broken well they, they were broken in civil war and have kind of they were uh, even more broken to, to the beginning as well when he initially comes back from the space flight and yeah uh, you know throwing insults towards steve yeah and yeah i've kind of glossed over that bit because it it ties in with what i wanted to talk about in terms of captain marvel um uh and uh and kind of go over that so i have glossed over that bit um but but we will we'll obviously we will get to that bit in a minute but yeah it and it then becomes a, a sort of cacophony of um who can name as many time travel films? Mm, mm. Um, and, and you've got literally, I think it's Ant-Man, who, we, who literally, Scott Lang, reels off every single time travel film you can think and of. And TV series, because they mentioned Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, of all <laughs> things. Yeah, I think I even heard someone say Sliders yeah. at some point as well. Um, and so, Hot Tub Time Machine. A Hot machine. Tub Time Machine. Jeez. So that's where it kind of gets a little bit... Um, <laughs> Here's something funny as well, right? They mention a couple of different movies. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine that starred Sebastian Stan. Yes. Uh, there was another one. I can't remember which. But uh, it was... Oh, someone references... Uh, they call Thor Big Lebowski. Yep. Uh, which stars Jeff Bridges, who is Obadiah Stane in Iron Man 1. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> and we'll get to Thor in a minute. He looks very remarkably like the dude. Yeah, like he is the dude. He is the dude. Um, and I think that's what they've kind of tried to do there. But we'll, we'll get to Thor in a minute. And yeah, it just then becomes uh, it then becomes a, a mishmash of trying to talk about time travel. But you believe it because you are sitting there. You're you're willing them to work, and they they work it out, and they get cool new suits. Um, well, they're all Ant Man suits. They are literally all Ant Man suits that have been have been modified. Uh, modified. Yeah, to allow them to go back. Um, and yeah, it's and then it goes from from there where they they work out where all the stones are, mm. and they split into teams and they all go off, which is great. And um, uh, what was I about to say? Never mind. Yeah. And yeah, so um, so so we'll, we'll leave it right there for the minute, and we'll we'll go back again to the to Tony Stark and Nebula stuck in space. Yeah. 
And uh, the from the second trailer, the teaser trailer that was released, you've got obviously Tony Stark sending a message to Pepper. Yeah. And um, and yeah, saying that you know it will only, only oxygen will only last until morning. Blah blah blah. Uh, again, thought he died there. Again, thought he died there, but you can clearly see as he's sitting in the chair, chest is moving, and then all of a sudden there's a bright light. And <laughs> oh, da, 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 <laughs> Captain Marvel is there, yeah. okay, um, who... Hasn't aged. Hasn't aged at all. She doesn't age, I don't think, anymore. No, probably not, or she ages slower, but that's never really touched upon in Captain Marvel. And she, they are... They are what do they say? They are a thousand light years away from Earth. Yeah. And she carries them all the way back from there I do back have a to theory. Earth. I do have a theory that she went to Earth and Rocket was like, oh, can you track my ship? And had like a GPS tracker or something on it. Yeah, but again, we don't know. It just <clears> She turns <throat> up her bright, shining flame, yeah. you know, which reminds me of the human torch. Like, flame on! Um, yeah, but slightly worse. Slightly CGI. worse, yeah. Even, but I, the, the reason I say that is because that was Chris Evans. Yeah, well. Yeah, as a human torch in the original. And um, and Killmonger. Yes. I can't remember his name. I can't remember either. But, yeah, and it, it's basically... Um, Michael B. Jordan. There yes, we there we go. Uh, yeah, and so she carries them all the way back. Yeah. And it's... Um, Herein lies the problem for me. She's OP. I'm just saying it. I'm going to scream it out before you say it. She is overpowered to hell. Like, so ridiculously overpowered, she doesn't even get hurt. Yeah. Even when, what was it, um, Thanos takes off the power stone and and punches her. her. But but then, I mean, that that is in the big battle. And here's another question. If she's so strong... Why didn't she put the gauntlet on? Yeah, there are oh. there are a lot of issues here um, with uh, with Captain Marvel. I think was, she solves the problems that the scriptwriters needed to solve at the time. Yeah, but other than that, she is literally only in it for those reasons. Yeah, so you barely see her because she is quote unquote helping other planets who yeah. don't have Avengers. Um, and then happens to turn up sort of right at the end. Now, if you believe the comics, Captain Marvel is the strongest being in the universe. One of. <clears throat> Thor is still arguably as strong. Yeah, but she has a lot more power about her. And mm. she seems to... She's so underused. She could literally kick Thanos's ass. As is used when she is fighting Thanos, albeit very, very briefly, he thumps her with the with uh, the power stone in his hand. But he headbutts her first and does nothing. Nothing. She literally stands still when he headbutts her. But yet, just before that, he punches her and throws her over his shoulder, and she like goes, "Oh!" And okay. you, and you just think there's no continuity there. She is all powerful. There's no way. He can actually do her any damage. She shouldn't even be moving. Yeah, there's... But anyway, and like you say, she could have put on the glove, the Infinity Glove, and she could have You know, the done it. main thing that bothers me, though, is that I get having a strong hero to yeah. counter a, a ridiculously strong uh, villain. Um, but with others, like Hulk, he's got a weakness because he's not as smart 
Yeah. Uh, or even Smart Hulk is probably not as strong as regular Hulk. Yeah. And you've got Thor, who's going through some some issues uh, and isn't yeah. on his top form. And even when he was on his top form, he was consumed by vengeance beyond uh, the mission. Yeah. Um, and there's like loads of different sort of, oh, he's good, but he's not that good. He's strong, but he's stronger with his hammer sort of thing. Yeah. And there's loads of reasons. With Captain Marvel, she is just strong. She yeah. is Superman level where, oh, we don't need to worry anymore because she's here in the movie now. Yeah, she can literally do it. And there is a scene where she takes the Infinity Gauntlet off of Spider-Man. Oh, I had a problem with this in another way that you have a problem with. Yeah, but, but, yeah. so she has, the, uh, she has the Infinity Gauntlet and she, there's, a, there's a horde of Thanos' army. And she needs to get to the XCON um, uh, van, where yeah. the uh, the only other um, quantum tunnel yeah. is, uh, and all of the lead female characters, all of the strong female characters, um, yeah. are around her. And I couldn't help but think, she doesn't fucking need them. She can literally do it on her own. She yeah. doesn't need them. It just felt like they were. Sticking them all together and here's, here's, to make a point. Yeah. But there's no need to make the point because we already know how strong they all are as individuals. Here's my annoyance with that scene. It looked as though it was an advert for the Me Too movement where someone jumps down and goes, fighting Thanos is hard, but fighting sexual abuse in the workplace is even harder. <laughs> That's why I'm going to battle now. And they should all come on, on screen going, Me Too, Me yeah, Too. It just, it, it seemed... It seemed like they were making a point that didn't need to be made because as fans, we know, we know how strong they all are. I was actually super excited when Scarlet Witch took on Thanos when she was that fresh was, out of the portal. Oh, that was just amazing. And, and we'll get to those those bits in a minute because there were some bits where I literally squealed like a child. Mm. Mm. Um, there were yeah. some epic moments when I was just like, yeah, and everyone was looking at me in the cinema and I'm like, Fucking show some respect because that is class. I'm I'm not kidding you. The three most powerful words uh, in this movie that sent chills up my Just spine. Just like on your left, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we we will get to that part in a minute. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Captain Marvel. Just seemed to be there, like you say, to uh, one make up the numbers, but to solve a couple of problems that they had to Superman that Thanos. Yeah, basically, like. <laughs> um, and it was a shame because uh, she could have been so better utilized within the film. I don't, uh, I don't mind strong heroes, like I said, just make them bleed effectively. Like yeah. when Thanos hits her, like she can take a punch but it would still probably hurt. Yeah, she'd still cut, surely. I mean, Thanos bleeds. We see him bleed. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so, again, we're going back again. What we're, what I'm trying to do is not ruin everything for everybody no, as they're we listening. We are ruining it. We are ruining it completely. It, but It's, it's the spoiler but, talk. So. But I don't want to give you, you know, the, the linear. I kind of want to go wibbly-wobbly on it so that people are kind of jumping from... Mm. You know, beginning to middle to end and back again. So going back, still five years ahead, you've got everyone together. They've gone to find Thor, who looks like the the, the fucking big Lebowski. He's fat. He's been drinking beer. 
He completely doesn't care. He's using Stormbreaker to open beer bottles. You've got Korg and um, his little thingy. Oh, Meek. Meek, Meek and Korg. Meek and Korg. They're sitting on his sofa playing games. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they go to try and recruit him. And then they say, oh, we've got beer on the ship. And he just is like, what type of beer? This, this whole storyline for Thor undoes so much hard work they did into making him a loved character. Yeah, they've literally ruined him by uh, by basically running him into the ground and making him into a slob. It's making him a joke. Yeah, and he was the comic relief. Most of the quip one-liners yeah. were from him, which was which were funny. And, and well, Not even that, but the way that they looked at him, the way that they talked about him and, like, joked and stuff. Like... <sighs> We're getting to the point now where, you know, do guys have to start talking about fat shaming because that was pretty bad. Yeah, they, it, it was. It, it, they did make him kind of a, a standing it joke. It was like, oh, fat, fat shaming, fat jokes, ha-ha. Wouldn't it be funny yeah. if you had a salad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, we get it. He's a yeah. fat guy. He's actually been through a hell of a lot, yeah. losing literally everyone in his life and but he did, all his people. But he did get his... Um, he did get his vengeance 24 days after the snap when still kind of. still fresh, still looking sleek and slim. Uh, they all go to the garden hmm. where Thanos is and they basically beat him to a pulp. And he tells them that he's destroyed the stones by using the stones to destroy the stones. Yeah. Um, and then basically he chops off Thanos' head. Uh, when they look at him, he's like, well, I went for the head which is uh, an obviously a nod to the end of what Infinity War where he says you should have gone for the head. So, um, uh, and that, that kind of drives him into the Lebowski-esque... Um, I think it's more the... F- well, it's not the fact that he got the vengeance, it's the fact that... It didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Yeah, they, f- they didn't get what they failed. wanted to do. And um, it was clever editing on the part of... Um, the trailers, mm. that you don't see him as he is for 90% of the film, which is as a fat slob. Um, and, you know, even as he is uh, on his mission going back in time and he goes back to Asgard to see his mum to get the ether yeah. and she uh, she knows who he is. Yeah. She knows. Um, and, uh, yeah. And... Uh, this is where I get probably one of my biggest gripes ever, not with Thor, but with the whole time travel thing. Now, it is very much a Back to the Future-esque type thing, and they they all fuck up yeah, one way or another. One way or another. Most notably, Tony Stark and Captain America and Ant-Man. They, three of them, fuck up massively. I, I really want to know what happened in that timeline. Yeah. Um, considering, you know... Captain America not only sees himself... But fights himself. Fights himself. And also tells him that the Bucky, Bucky is alive way earlier than he should know. Yeah. And also lets Hydra know that Captain America may know about Hydra. Yeah, by saying, Hail Hydra. Yeah. To Crossbones. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, that's a whole different sort of kettle of fish. But that's easily explainable by going back and taking the stones back to where they took them from. And to to remedy the fact that they screw up and they lose um, the Tesseract, they go go back even further further in time, which is where Tony Stark meets his father. And I believe the Loki uh, TV 
series is spawned from the fact that they lost the Tesseract at that point. Yeah, which would be great. That, uh, that would be great to see. Um, but yeah, so they basically so they basically do that. The Hulk goes to see Doctor Strange, but um, it's not Doctor Strange, Strange yet. And even she says, uh, you're five years too early. Mm. Doctor Strange is over there doing surgery. Um, and then you have the whole Bruce Banner coming out of the body, et cetera, et cetera. And then when he tells her that Strange gave away the stone, that kind of changes her mind. Yeah. Uh, and she gives it. She hands it to the Hulk. Now, this is my problem. Right. The only people that can handle Infinity Stones are those who are strong enough and have um, uh, a power about them that is... Um, I would classify the Hulk as one of these. No, because he's not a god. Peter Quill could only hold he's, the Power Stone he because was part of... Celestial. Because he was part Celestial. But Ronan's not part Celestial and he could wield it. Thanos isn't celestial. No, no, he didn't wield it. He had it in a. He had it in a. It's still the power a, still goes inside him, though. No, but see, that's not it. It's there's a statement that says that they can only hold the stones, the the actual stones themselves, if they are of a a godly type uh, being. That's why Ronan has the spear. That's why Loki has the spec the scepter. Mm, we've technically seen in the comics that the Hulk ascends to godhood at points. So he has the potential. Yeah, but that's not touched on. And, and, but it's not just him that yields a, yields a stone. You also have um, Hawkeye, who has hold of the soul stone. That, I think that's slightly different, though. I think, generally, the way that the stones work is uh, the only one that has that sort of destructive power is the power stone. Yeah, but that's not made, that's not made clear. And from my understanding, it... it, it it applies to all of them. But anyway, yeah. by the by, that was my issue with it. But they get the stones, they go back. The only ones that don't at this precise moment in time is Hawkeye and the Black Widow, who have gone to Voromir to pick up the Soul Stone. And anyone who has seen Infinity Wars knows that to get the Soul Stone, it takes a soul. Mm -hmm. So this is where we wave goodbye to uh, Black Widow. Mm -hmm. who uh, sacrifices herself so that they could get the Soul Stone, which is uh, a real kick in the teeth, considering there's a Black Widow film being lined up. Yeah. So that's... Uh, Again, must take place in the past or the alternate timeline. Yeah, because it's very much um, uh, going to have to be a prequel, unfortunately, which is, uh, which is crap. But they, they basically get all the stones together. But because Nebula goes back... She goes back to the same time as a previous nebula <laughs> is around. And because of her cybernetic uh, type shit in her head. Shared, ne shared, shared network. <laughs> shared Netflix, yeah. The shared network Someone allows... access to your account. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, it allows the, the evil nebula from that time to show Thanos where the stones are, where everything is. And she basically swap place, swaps places, goes back, and Thanos comes to the future. And this is where the, the, the kind of the final act, I would say the final sort of hour and ten minutes, kicks off with Thanos coming to the future. Now, the team yeah. have, they've got all six stones. They've put them on a lovely crafted 
Um, <laughs> oh, this is my other gripe, man. A lovely crafted gauntlet. <laughs> Stark Tech gauntlets yep. are apparently the same quality as, as an the, Infinity Gauntlet. As yeah. the Infinity Oh, gauntlet. clearly, yeah. Which so, means that Thor didn't have to go anywhere because Tony could have whipped up a Stormbreaker easy peasy. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and Thor also taking Mjolnir from the past yep. would have huge implications, and he keeps hold of it. Actually, yeah, but no, he doesn't. He returns oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, Captain, Captain America does, does return it. No, you're right, so ignore me on that one then. Speaking of which... Let's leave it there for a minute. Um, yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. So on. so they that they basically do the gauntlet. The Hulk is the one that has to do the snap, yeah. which he does to bring everybody back. But it's burns it burns his arm. It kind of does to him what it did to Thanos, and that is when Thanos comes through the quantum tunnel with his ship. Oh man, I thought Ant Man was dead. Yeah, man. When, like, the rockets hit, I was like, oh, well, that's Scott Lang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he literally stood next to an explosion. I was like, oh, well, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. But then they're all fine, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, with, with, with that comes the, the main final act where you've got um, an all-out war between Thanos in his prime as such. He hasn't mm. gone through the trials and tribulations of getting the stones, with a, a beaten and downtrodden Avengers. It's remarkable how strong Thanos is, even without the stones. Yeah, because he has no stones. He just has his propeller. <laughs> his uh, propeller. His propeller. Yeah, his double-sided sword or whatever. Yeah, and he literally goes in. And this is where, for me, is the, the best part of the film. Um, the, the, the emotional build-up. The bit. The bit with the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we, we will get there in a second, and, and I know which one you're talking about, but we get to the point where you've got Thanos and his armies uh, facing off against... This is before that. A... Yeah, the the bit that we're yeah, talking about. I know, I know. There is... This is before yes. the armies show so up. So there is a, a fight scene <laughs> with um, Thor holding both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, Iron Man and Captain America. And well. they're both attacking Thanos. And, yeah, uh, Thor, being the fat shit that he is, gets pummeled. Yeah. So does Captain America. But then all of a sudden, Mjolnir comes flying into Thanos and then flings straight back, straight into the hand of Captain America. Oh, yeah. And Thor just looks so, up I and just goes, it. I knew it! <laughs> and you have got Captain America With wielding... Mjolnir and his shield. It's so cool. It, it's literally, so cool. That bit made me squeal like a baby. I was like so happy to see him finally, uh, lift you know, the lift the hammer and utilize it. And uh, even the look on Thor's face was just of utter disbelief, but happiness. Happiness that you know he is worthy of of actually holding. Mjolnir, uh, and it it was an epic scene which ultimately still fails with Captain America um, still being beaten, and then you have um, a few other bits, a few, a few other people fighting, and then that mm. they settle themselves, and you've got Captain America, you've got um, a couple of others standing behind him, and then all of a sudden there's a crack, uh, like a crackle in the earpiece. 
and and and, and I can't think who it is. Who is it? Who's the voice? I it's can't uh, Sam think. Wilson. It is. Yeah, it's Falcon that says, you know, cap cap, and then he says, on your left, and uh, a portal opens and out steps uh, <laughs> Black, Black Panther, Panther and his mum and his sister, uh, and yeah, and his uh, well, no, his bodyguard and his sister. Is it? Oh yeah. No, it's Sorry. the bodyguard and the yeah, sister. Mum's back. At home. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> and then all these other portals start to open, and everybody who hundreds there are literally hundreds. You've got the whole Wakandan army. You have got Asgard's um, Asgardians. You've got the Valkyrie. You have got Peter Parker, Doctor Strange. Um, you have got everybody. All of the um, the wizards, like not just um, Wong and Strange, but, but you know you've got every single. All of them. You've got all of them. There is a huge army. You have got um, just everybody. It's so cool. It's it's amazing. And it's at that point that you get the two most powerful words... That we've never heard yet. ...that we have never heard in any of the films where um, Captain America just turns and looks and he's got a face of pure anger and he's just like, Avengers, assemble. And it's literally like, fucking this is shit's going to go down. And then it is just an epic battle between both forces whilst still going after the gauntlet, which uh, Peter Parker then starts going on about, oh, you know, Doctor Strange said it's been five years. And and we finally see kill mode engaged. Instant kill mode. Instant kill mode, which was class because literally he's been overrun and his little spider legs start like piercing all these things and it's and his eyes go red a dark red you know real red with black around the outside it's it's class to see and the the battle scene itself whilst not massively long it's overwhelming was overwhelming there was so much going on so many people fighting um and yeah, it's just you. You, you do have um, Thanos is literally about to be crushed by Scarlet Witch. She's literally about to kill him, and then it's uh, and then he's more. like open fire. So then they start yeah. firing at uh, you know his ship starts firing at them. Um, literally the whole field, and you've got all of the wizards start using their protective shields to kind of protect as many people, and then it stops. There's a cap. Captain because Marvel. of Captain Marvel, who literally comes in, flies through the ship, destroys the entire ship. Instantly. Instantly. Doesn't even struggle. No, it's not. it isn't even a struggle for her. I do like a new haircut, though. Do you know what? She actually looks pretty decent. Brie Larson looks really good with that short hair. Yeah. Really good. Um, and it then leads you on to, um, to obviously, the, the ultimate sacrifice, whereby they are literally all about to... Uh, face utter annihilation because you've got Thanos is going you know hell for leather and uh, it would have been nice if the Scarlet Witch had finally got her revenge for the death of Vision mm, but, but then again but, I don't think she's strong enough well maybe oh, I don't know because she looked fucking strong enough yeah. you know she was she was almost there and I'm almost uh, a little bit sad that we didn't get Vision coming back but yeah then again, but then he died before the snap so the same with Loki couldn't come back um, but you've got, uh, there's just so much going on. You've got Bad Nebula killed by Good Nebula, um, which would have an ultimate change in the timeline because she's come from the f- from the past 
Yeah, but the Gamora from that past is now in the future anyway as well. But then she disappears after Tony Stark's snap anyway, so does she disappear again? I think it's more of a case that she's just unsure of what's happening. Yeah, maybe. So Peter, um, that's why Peter was searching for her at the end when he was in yeah, yeah, and that's Quill, not... Peter Quill, yeah. Not, not Peter Parker. Peter, yeah. but, uh, Too many Peters. Yeah, but with Peter Parker, you know, screaming that, oh, you know, Doctor Strange said it's been five years and I only thought it was like seconds, but this is the only time we've got, we, we're going to win and blah, blah, blah. And, and also, just like, han- like a big moment of pride and like congratulations for the Wakandan army for not only finishing a fight uh, and losing... Uh, but then portals suddenly appearing in front of them and being told, oh, you got another fight to uh, uh Yeah, you've got to go into. another fight to go and Imagine jump into. Imagine how exhausted they are. And they're like, okay, here we go again. And they just crack on. Yeah, and, and uh, but, but But that scene is is the best payoff from any film that I've ever seen. That mm. just that mm-hmm. that whole entire last last quarter was just perfect the russo brothers have done, have done an amazing job in building both your emotional um buy-in to the story and to the characters and then it's that it's that bit where you know like everything that you've ever thought about was like ah oh, i wonder if pepper Potts will ever wear an iron man suit there she, she is does. in an iron man suit yeah it's like just little things like that that you may have just thought about like offhandedly yeah and been like, oh, I wonder if the Asgardians will ever fight by the side of the Wakandans. That would be cool to see. And they do. Yeah. Um, and it, it was good to see some older characters in there as well, which yeah. was good. Um, <laughs> really but, but yeah, the Russo brothers did a, a fantastic job of building up your emotional buy-in and then chopping your legs out from underneath you. Literally, mm. um, the, the the tension, the excitement, the... The, the adrenaline was running all the way through the film. It was the quickest three hours of my life. Yeah. Um, and then in an instant, you go from being, yeah, you know, Thanos is going to get his ass kicked to shit. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't ready for that. And it, then Captain, uh, you know, Tony Stark beating Thanos and literally ripping the gauntlet off of his arm. Well, not, it was... Just the tech well, moving. yeah, I know, but still. But yeah. um, and then the the snap, uh, and literally Thanos sitting down, hunched over, defeated, defeated, and then disappearing into dust was the the best the best ending you could have got. It was the big. It was the best payoff. I liked how he didn't have any final words either. No, he like, just looked. He just and was, was just and that was it. Um, and then, yeah, and then the the scenes with Tony Stark, uh, and then the guys going off to uh, to the funeral, Captain America returning all the stones to the past where they took them all from, uh, but um, <clears throat> but ultimately deciding not to come back and to stay and live out his final days, um, and then ending. Here's the thing, and these are two big things now that we can look forward to in the hopefully the future Avengers films. Fox has finally relinquished and given X-Men and Fantastic Four back to Marvel, where they yep. belong. So, uh, fingers crossed, we will be seeing some form of Wolverine with the Avengers at some point. In yep. the not or so even Weapon, Weapon X, maybe. 
you mean weapon x2 x2 yeah yeah um we could see her we could see him it's it's all up in the air so we may have lost uh our two most beloved uh heroes and i do say that because i keep thinking like who's my favorite Iron Man or Captain America, and I can honestly both, not say it either. It's it, it's equal because both are exactly both are very relatable in what they stand for, but they stand for two completely different things. Exactly, but they're both still so relatable that we can all see. It. And you know, there are I, I envy future generations of future or the younger generations because they get to watch. All of the films, oh yeah, without having to go through <laughs> Wait. the twelve years to get to the payoff, they can binge it in a week. But we can say we were there, though. That's exactly, the and and the one thing that Avengers Endgame has given us is the uh, the 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 absolute best in everything that they have done. the The mm. film is not only is it a visual delight; it is stunningly well crafted it's stunningly well directed the cgi is seamless the uh the acting is uh, pretty decent across the board to be fair the emotional some really standout moments absolutely there are some some phenomenal um phenomenal parts uh, played out there are some uh some minor issues but then you're never going to get it right because one you're dealing with time travel and two you're dealing with uh, people's emotions here and people are always going to see it differently differently um but one thing that everyone can agree on is that this is quite possibly one of the most spectacular films mm. that you will ever see immortalized on film not just from a, a story arc but the build-up to it. It's 12 years in the making. It's 12 years of people's lives. I'm 35 years old. Since I was 23, I've been invested in this. I was 19. Leading up, leading up to this part, this is what it has been for us. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's been... Most of my adult life has been Marvel. And it was the... I think there was no better way to send it off with... Uh, the words that started it all off, which was "I am Iron Man," yeah, and that was perfect in my book, and that yeah. was that was what sealed it to me as like I've just watched history, like I've literally just watched something that probably will not happen again no. to this sort of scale in terms of movie history. No, and uh, do you know what? We will be looking back on this film. We'll be thinking, "Wow." Mm. That is the bar. Could you imagine though, if we look back in like ten years, a bit like Avatar, would be like, "Oh, the CGI was awful." Yeah, well, yeah, but we won't because we won't. it was it was brilliant. So, um, for the for this film, it's a solid nine out of ten. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ten out of ten. Screw it. There yeah, are there are it. issues yeah. for me. I, I I agree. We'll give it a ten out of ten. It is no movie's a hundred percent perfect, but this one came damn close to yeah, it. Yeah, the. The, the emotional, I, I'm still reeling from it now, mm. and I'm still not okay with it. I, I, um, I was getting choked up in the back of my throat just talking and thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, but, but therein is the beauty of what has been delivered to us, yeah. uh, and we're very, very lucky. So there you go, 10 out of 10. Uh, in the words of um, the, the local Facebook group, the Food Review Club, um, I'm going to shout it out because it's brilliant. <laughs> That's a review. Um, yeah, it was a, a fantastic film, uh, utterly enthralling, uh, utterly devastating, gut-wrenching, yeah. um, very bittersweet 
Beautiful, though. Uh, beautiful film. Uh, fantastic. And a very, very fitting end to two of the most well-known uh, superheroes outside of Batman and Superman, mm. I would say. So uh, so that's it. Um, we're not back next week because it's bank holiday again, but we will be back uh, for two weeks thereafter, and then we're off again for another bank holiday, <laughs> and then we're going to be back throughout the summer until the end of uh, August. So, um, so, yeah, so be good. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Let us know what you think about the uh, about Avengers Endgame. If there's anything that you think we've missed that uh, that we should have spoken about, that'd be great. Um, have a good one. If you haven't seen Avengers and you're listening, really sorry. We're not sorry, <laughs> but you were given fair warning. Um, if you have seen Avengers, then let us know what you think and how you would rate it. Yeah. And we will we will all see you. Uh, we'll see you again. Have a good one. There is one more thing. It's been emotional. Baby